anymore, right? That's too dark. That's good. I think that looks good. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'll just go ahead and uh, get started and, and away we'll go. Okay. Got it. Um, all right. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another special edition of the Flooshcast. And uh, we are delighted to welcome um, a man who really doesn't need an introduction, but we're going to give him an introduction anyway, is uh, Mr. Randy Falk, who is the head of product development at NECA, which is to say he makes some pretty awesome toys. Randy, we are delighted to have you with us. Thank you very much for joining. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me and for the invitation and uh, big fan of the site and a long time uh, friends with you guys. So I'm happy to, uh, to hop on and, uh, and talk toys and, uh, and uh, you know, catch up with everything that's going on. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate it. And, and, and you say that it's, we, you know, this time of year is one of those slots where um, everybody is, was gearing up for New York Comic Con and seeing cool stuff. And of course it didn't happen. So we don't get to see you um, like, uh, like, like we normally would, but you know, just, just in spite of everything that's going on, how, how are you keeping up with things and how, how are things going in terms of the world of how you have to operate in this, uh, in this time that we're in right now? Um, better than they were a few months ago in that I at least have more hands on deck, like more guys are back in the studio uh, with me for, mm -hmm. For a number of months, we were down to like a very bare bones skeleton crew just because of uh, how bad the situation was in New Jersey and all the daycares closed. So any of our team that has kids automatically had to be at home um, and then just not knowing how uh, widespread COVID was and how easily transmitted it was. Everyone was, you know, playing it very safe. So um, I would say like... Uh, March, April, May, <laughs> maybe even part of June was pretty tough because it was like a couple of us there every day doing, wearing a lot of hats. Even mm -hmm. We wear a lot of hats always, but even more so. Um, so I do have more of the staff back on premise, which is helpful um, for sure um, for everyone, just in terms of morale and, uh, um, you know, to get out of the house and to collaborate and create together always uh, is preferred. Yeah. You work in a creative space, so I would think yeah. that having that in-person collaboration is a huge part of that. Definitely. Just the ideas or someone sees something you don't or thinks of something you don't, it makes a big difference. And and we have a lot of guys who, who work from home normally or that are out of state. Trevor, as you know, he's in Burbank. Mm -hmm. And Kyle, one of our longtime sculptors, is in Oklahoma. Tom Gwynn, another one, is uh, uh, in Tennessee. So we have guys all over the place who are all facing, you know, different obstacles between COVID and family obligations with, uh, you know, all the stay at home orders and the closing of schools and all of those things. So uh, we adapt. Fortunately, a lot of it can be done from home, it just maybe sometimes takes a little bit longer. Um, I'd say the biggest obstacle we're still facing is, is the challenges overseas and not being able to have any of our own, uh, you know, Jersey based design team in China because we're just yeah. able to get things done more efficiently uh, and more effectively having a man like, you know, on the ground there that can troubleshoot and make decisions and change things on the fly instead of us having to wait to see stuff through, you know, FedEx or some, yeah uh, you know, international priority service that used to be two days and is still now like 
a week or more because and it's more expensive to, to more send, expensive right? than ever and taking longer than ever because it's non-essential and that's fine I, I i get it and understand it but it just you know when people are oh, why is this late or this toy should have been out a month ago well you know it, it's, it's just a lot of reasons <laughs> a lot of reasons a lot of factors but overall we haven't been schedule wise affected that much just because we had so much stuff in the pipeline and our really one of our biggest launches of the year um by a miracle went off without a hitch and that's back to the future because yeah ultimately the goal for all of that was to have it set in stores by the end of september or at least have enough product on shelf in october for you know what's become known as back to the future day which mm-hmm. is uh next week the 21st yeah. and we do have uh a lot out there and it's in a bunch of destinations in some cases places we weren't before it's at best buy now um, it's got a big presence at uh, both Target and Walmart. So yeah. um, it's certainly a lot more accessible and, um, you know, will continue to be so as things grow and expand and it, it does well, then I would imagine not only will Back to the Future continue, but it will open up the doors uh, for other licenses or other figures to be in some of those same uh, destinations like a Best Buy or expanding the presence at Walmart, stuff like that. So. Yeah, that, and and that's that's a big deal, um, even in you know a normal year, which this obviously isn't. So being able to pull that off logistically, um, I can't imagine the challenges that came with it. But what, what what if anything do you think has you know this changed permanently in the industry? Do you think anything that that you've had to adapt to is never like going to really go back to the way that it was before? Or do you think that things will kind of just eventually get back to how things operated prior to the the whole pandemic? Yeah, I, you know, I question conventions, at least for the immediate future. Just, I don't know that first, we don't know when a vaccine is going to happen. And I don't want to get political or, or talk about my own beliefs or my politics or my scientific beliefs either. But, you know, let's just face it. There's a lot of people that don't want to vaccinate or we don't know how foolproof yeah. that's going to be. Right. So really, you'd have to look at it until there's a cure. How many people want to be in the same room with over 100,000 strangers? Yeah, they, they've already pushed Toy Fair for 2021. So, <laughs> And like when they canceled Star Wars Celebration, which I attend just as a fan, not, mm-hmm. you know, for work, I go because I'm a Star Wars freak, uh, you know, that pushed two years. You know, that's they didn't even try to reschedule for next year. It's pushed to 22. And I mean, to that extent, I also am a huge fan of concerts, live music. You know, normally I, I have a whole bunch of bands or musicians that I like and I go see them you know, a zillion times. If I can drive to the show, I'll go. So I'll see New York, I'll see Jersey, I'll see Philly. Uh, You know, to not have live music since February uh, is a huge void in my life from a personal stance. And and I don't know like how soon that would even come back because it's the same, uh, you know, logistics you're facing with with, uh, conventions. Having that many people in that tight a space where, you know, masks aren't enough because everyone's on right. top of each other. And, and there's just people who either take the masks off or don't wear them correctly, which would seem like a very easy thing to do. But um, <laughs> yeah. at any rate, I just I wonder about that. I think um, that's going to be interesting. And will we be at San Diego next summer? That's a, that's a big unknown still. But yeah. the way things are going, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I do think long term, once there's a cure and this COVID is not a factor for any of us anymore, that will all return because yeah. it's, everyone wants to be together. You want the interaction, you want the, the FaceTime, you want uh, um, 
you know, to see the products uh, in person and to get the exclusives. And to, of course, for Hollywood, which is what really Comic-Con has become about, all the premieres, the panels, uh, yeah. all that kind of stuff, um, you know, that has to come back. And I do uh, miss it. It's sort of nice to have a little bit of a reprieve just because it is so much work to pull that off. And um, this year, uh, everything is more difficult than ever. So um, after 20 years, it was weird not being in San Diego for a week, just as it's yeah. going to be very weird to not be at Toy Fair for, you know, be 21 years or so in a row. Plus I used to go just as, you know, um, as a fan or uh, yeah. on press badges or whatever, before I was in the industry, I'd always try to find my way into Toy Fair just because <laughs> I lived here and I loved the show and I loved going to like McFarland showroom and Hasbro showroom back when like everyone had the big showrooms and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, I think that's it. And I think, you know, maybe there will be more, I think in a lot of industries, you know, outside the toy industry, people have proved they can work from home effectively. Mm -hmm. So I think that may change more widespread throughout all types of industry that there'll be more telecommuting and more working from home. Um, and it works for us. It works for some of us, but in some cases it's better that we're all in that space. And, you know, we're, we have things that we need tools of the trade, be it, you know, sure. for sculpting or, or for painting. And then of course, photography, and then a central destination where we're receiving all of our samples or quality control to check from China. And then of course, correcting and adjusting things and then shipping it back and forth. Like it would be a nightmare doing that from, everyone's different. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to send all the turtle stuff to Trevor and I'm going to take all the alien and predator stuff home. And I'm going to, it's nice to have like the design studio where everything's the hub and comes right. in and we review it, and, um, you know, work on packaging, even having the graphic designers who, who don't get mentioned that often, but that's part of it too. We come up with the concept for the packaging, but you want the product to lay it out, uh, you know, and do like a blister layout and a, a mock-up of what the packaging is going to look like. It just is so much easier it's not just because it's what we're used to it's just so much more effective when you're all together yeah. so i hope that it all returns to that it's certainly been a challenging year for um you know for everybody well you guys you guys have you know in terms of i guess what we see on the outside um with you know reveals and announcements and things you guys have actually been able to adapt um in in ways that make sense either you know unveiling you know, things virtually online or, um, you know, to, to speak timely, um, this, this last weekend at New Jersey Toy Con, um, right. you guys were, were not really there as like your normal convention presence, but you were able to, you know, show off a few, you know, new things, which I think leads us right into um, really one of the first topics that I wanted to get to, and that was um, the bunny suit versions of Rocksteady and Bebop, which Rocksteady completes the, 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 the loot crates for the year. And then Bebop is the, um, you know, bonus figure. Just right. since we're getting close to the end of, of this year, um, I guess I would ask, how, how's that program worked for, out for you guys so far? You know, really well, actually. It will continue next year. I can confirm oh, that it definitely is going to continue. And it'd be the same type of format with, uh, you know, four crates, um, and different themes each time. The themes may vary a little bit from uh, from 2020, but I, I can definitely say that movie is still a theme because Trevor and I have been working on the movie crate now. Um, I think it will grow next year because we kind of, uh, when it first got announced and we were working with Loot, um, it kind of got capped at uh, 
I think about 5,000 subscribers. And that was based on the launch of that first um, after the, movie, the Spirit of Splinter and the movie mm -hmm. Crate and so forth. And um, what we've seen, and I think what a lot of fans have seen is uh, even if there's, you know, one figure in terms of the secondary market value pays for the whole year or beyond, because you look yeah. at what the Spirit of Splinter is going for and, um, now what the Mirage uh, Shredder with the foil packaging, what that's up to. And soon it's um, Shell Shock, uh, Turtle, and then the, the bunnies and the bunnies. Uh, you know, one of the things I see, because we, we, we monitor like uh, social media, of course. Uh, I'm more on Twitter when I can take it. And I'll look at Instagram. <laughs> Facebook is toxic, uh, yeah. so we avoid it. Um, but like, you know, I see people saying like, uh, you know, why are we getting these bunnies instead of all these other characters? And it's like, it's not instead of, because you look at what's at Target and how many figures we put out this year, yeah. and how many more are still coming. The bunnies don't take away from the retail line. And I think I'll just make it clear, restate this for people who don't understand. The items that are going into Loot Crate are um, carefully curated. And for us, it's got to be something that's cool enough that people will want it but not too cool or not too essential that if you miss it, you feel like your collection's incomplete. Yeah. So we would never take like a main character uh, per se that you feel like, like a splinter or a shredder or a Casey, something that you feel like you have to have mm -hmm. and only make it available through that platform. We, we want to have the weird, like sort of more fringy uh, secondary stuff. Um, that's just kind of like fun. And if you're into it and some of the other stuff that we're, we're putting in there, whether it's the like super inside, uh, you know, universe in universe t-shirts or yeah. the pins. Um, there's a bunch of cool stuff um, coming in the, you know, of course in the arcade crates and the cartoon crates. And it's fun to kind of kind of come up with those items and be able to do stuff that's um, like super inside the universe that only fans would get, not just plaster the Turtles logo all over everything. It's yeah, the the, the the TCRI uh, company pick that 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 last crate was was pretty pretty darn good, and and not just for Shredder, but for everything that came right. with it. it yeah, like the ID tag stuff yeah. like that. So like, um, for the most part, this year was uh, Trevor and I together coming up with. Uh, ideas and products like that and things we wanted to see in there and that's the stuff that's i think super cool and super fun because if you see someone wearing that you're gonna give them the nod because like, uh, yeah. like someone wearing the style guide art that they got at old navy or mm -hmm. target or whatever you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. that's that makes it more special whether it's the pin or the shirt or any of the other we have hats we have other cool things coming um and more and more I've transitioned Trevor into the more uh, central role in developing and curating those crates. So he's really taking the reins for 21 on those. Um, Cause I'm just slammed with so many things and he's, you know, uh, since he came back on board has been the brand manager on turtles and um, is a super fan yeah. and really delves deep all the, like I'd like to take the credit, but I have to say all the deepest cuts that are in there as far as the accessories and the stuff that's like super inside, almost all of that's from from his uh, love and uh, studying I, I, of the cartoons. Like I, I have to say, when I talk to him at like Toy Fair or San Diego, it's like I need to make sure that I'm caught up on like <laughs> the cartoon, like some of those episodes that I have completely forgotten about. It's right. like he can name the he can name the episode and everything that happened. <laughs> when talking about it so 
Yeah, no, it's it's awesome, and it's definitely a yeah. huge because I've always felt that uh, you know I'm I'm pulled very stretched thin, right? Because I have to know everything about Alien and Predator and and then Turtles and then Jason and Freddy and Gremlins and anything else we're doing. So it's really refreshing to have someone yeah. uh, like Trevor who who knows everything about turtles and is super passionate about it. Um, and I can feel comfortable about letting him mm-hmm. take the reins and do some great stuff. And, you know, we still confer on everything and I've got my eyes on everything and um, interject my opinion where necessary, but he's, he's doing a great job and there's some s- just sick stuff coming next year. And, and the, the crates are, are getting better and better, I think. And then like what we're doing with the movie crate, since it's starting, fresh for like the first crate of uh 2021 it'll open up wider again so we'll show you what's you know what's in that crate what the figure is that's a really cool surprise and i think a a pretty good draw um you know hopefully we boost that number up and get even more subscribers this year yeah uh, you get lots of cool stuff and you know what you don't like trade it or sell it and you you make it back like in an instant uh you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, the toy market and the secondary market is on fire. Everything is selling yeah. everywhere in terms of pre-orders. And it doesn't matter if it's Turtles or G.I. Joe or He-Man or Star Wars. It's like if you don't if you're not on top of it and ordering it, uh, in some cases in the first few minutes or at least in the first few hours, like yeah. everything is, you know, going because people have nothing else to focus on or spend money on. You have no other means of entertainment right now collecting is is a fun escape and uh you know really minimal expense you can buy an action figure for twenty dollars and feel good about it uh it, it helps yeah yeah so so bebop uh both bebop and rocksteady look like they were production yeah. figures are, are you guys planning um the, the the crates are still on track that we're going to finish uh the the shell shock and the the, the bunny crates before the end that of the year should happen i mean i don't uh I don't deal with loot crate daily to know like mm-hmm. where they are in terms of uh, curating all the other items together, but the stuff like the pins and the shirts and all that goes a lot quicker. I don't know if they did all the pull together to pack out yet, but as far as I know, everything is on track to finish within the calendar year that we have, like you saw package samples, productions done uh, stuff's uh, you know, if it's not landed already, it's on the water to hit the, um, ports in uh, Long Beach. So, uh, of course, they've had the busiest months. I don't know how close is another thing that's helpful for people who are, um, you know, followers and fans is that when you look at the business side, the uh, Long Beach ports, right, which is where all the containers come in in California, they've been in business over a hundred years. The past two months have been the busiest months on record in over a hundred wow. years in terms of the amount of containers that are received, getting unloaded, and it's all goods. It's, it's everything, anything that's manufactured and comes yeah. in by, you know, by vessel. Um, and that's, of course, creating slowdown just because they have, I think it was somewhere between 700 and 800,000 containers inside of one month wow. um, that's packed with all, you know, consumer products, be it clothes, electronics, toys, whatever. Um, you know, there becomes a little bit of a bottleneck in terms of getting that stuff all unpacked and then trucked to all the destinations it needs to go to, whether it's a distribution center, a retail store, a fulfillment center, um, all that stuff. Everyone's feeling that same like slowdown, but the goods are all coming in. And I think 
we are on track to finish the uh, the crates up within the year and then reveal uh, what's happening in, in 21 soon after. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I am very, very happy to hear that we're going to continue on uh, with Loot Crate in 2021. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing all of that. Um, the, the other stuff that you showed um, also <laughs> uh, featured uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, and that was the uh, Turtles in Time pirate versions of Bebop and Rocksteady, which you've kind of been hinting at a little bit on social media for some time. Um, yeah. can, can you give us a little bit of the story on those guys? What, uh, what, what made them like opportune to be next for, for the video game line? Um, well, we didn't, a lot of the video game line, just by the nature of what it is so far and what we had done in comic cons in the past, was sort of like repainted versions of the turtles in the foot that were mm -hmm. more or less some, uh, pixelization or cell shading and stuff, but we certainly have thrown it like slash is completely different. Like yeah. we have, and so is shredder. So we've had some stuff that's like uniquely game specific. Um, but like last fall when we did cartoon rocksteady and bebop, um for target um and we've continued to reorder them and put them back out all year long and still i i, I believe that we have caught up with the uh, the demand at this point and have done mm -hmm. the pre-orders and all the other stuff to try to like um fulfill anyone who had missed them it just showed how incredibly popular those two are so it's yeah. like, we definitely have to do more um with them and that to me was always one of the most memorable parts of that game when you're on that pirate ship and you get mm -hmm. to fight them and he has the do-rag and yeah. you get the little cutlass sword and all that. It's just so like fun and goofy and so perfectly like early 90s, you know, uh, arcade memories. So Trevor and I are on the same page about doing that all along. Um, it was just a matter of, uh, you know, sculpting out those new parts and wanting to do so like, you know, they are basically new figures. Some of the buck underneath is where it can be is reused, but the majority of it is is new because it has yeah. to be, it has to look like they do in the game. Um, but they just look so fantastically like fun. And uh, yeah, um, and it's a way, so like the cartoon Rocksteady and Bebop, which have been, you know, exclusive to Target and will remain that way, the Pirates, can be available to everyone. So Everybody. whether it's, you know, Big Bad or Entertainment Earth or, uh, you know, Amok Time and, you know, our friends on the East Coast, wherever they go, uh, anyone who, you know, specialty market that carries NECA can order uh, them. So they have their own Rocksteady and Bebop, yeah. now, I think is important. And they are the perfect duo, like Batman yeah. and Robin, they just go together, you know? So um, that was like a must. And then uh, the other one, we, we didn't have it at the, uh, the con last week, but we showed some teasers back in July. Is the uh, Baxter, which and he's um, deluxe, right? Yeah, he's deluxe. He's like an ultimate, right? And he has uh, um, the super big hand, and he'll have a yeah. light stand. That, that hand was so hand. annoying in that game. <laughs> yeah. The hand is actually designed so it does grip a turtle, so you can put oh, the wow. stand, so everything's to scale, and it holds the turtle securely. And the Baxter, again, is 100% different than the uh, cartoon one, which is very small and very much like it looks in the cartoon. Um, mm -hmm. The build and the body of the Turtles in Time one is 100% different and looks like he does in that game. Um, and is just a lot of fun because, um, again, we want to sculpt new characters um, in the game and not just have Turtles in Time be a repaint line. We want to give our specialty guys and our hobby um, customers who have always been with us uh, stuff that's unique and cool and you know not just a, re a repaint line so I think it's it's really awesome that we have stuff like lo those guys coming in the spring and of course we are working on more and we're starting 
just this week, Trevor and I were reviewing some plans for um for other uh games even so other turtle oh, i was gonna and, ask yeah. you about that yeah ending we did the first arcade game right we did turtles in time but we're looking at other um titles in the turtle gaming verse to well, uh to well, well, well even even like the home port versions of some of the arcade games like uh the the original arcade game when it went to nes it had like torah and shogun who were right. unique to that game um yep. so yeah there there's some possibilities there yeah. for sure yeah, definitely. Like you said, there's deep cuts and like there's different stuff on like Genesis or Super Nintendo or mm -hmm. NES. And then, of course, there was other uh, like fighter games, too. So there's a lot of yeah. other like um, stuff to mine from. Of course, the two we've been working on were always the ones that were most well known in the arcade, yeah. the four player co-op button mashers and stuff. But uh, certainly people played them at home on the eight bits and 16 bits. Uh, and we've been playing emulators and we've been like sort of uh, however we can. Yeah, I've, I've got the I've got the one up arcade oh, nice. um, with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they're definitely uh, the gamer line will continue and, and we're going to go, you know, outside of what you've seen before and try to have as much fresh new sculpting and new tooling in that line as possible. So awesome. Um, yeah. So, again, making sure that everything is, you know, unique to what's a specialty versus what's a Target or Walmart. Yeah, and, and so Baxter's a an ult, like an ultimate figure, and then Bebop and Roxy, if I'm correct, that's a two pack, right? That is correct. Yeah. Okay. So Baxter should be about a thirty dollar retail, like all our ultimates, and it'll be in packaging similar to that. And then uh, Rocksteady and Bebop will be a two pack for somewhere in the fifty to fifty five dollar range, and in like a window box, uh, very much like the cartoon two packs, mm -hmm. but um, with Turtles in Time uh, specific art. Cool, and and those are early 21 mid 21 uh, I th yeah i think march ish we're gonna try to at least ship one of them before chinese new year mm -hmm. and then one of them right after at this point i can't say which it depends on how how well the uh, pre-production goes in china which one's ready first yeah um, i think we can get one out before chinese new year and then one right after awesome well um, i'm i'm glad to hear the um, you know, success so far of the video game line, because that's, that, that was really, I mean, you guys did the comic turtles way back. And then when you started to bring them back, you really started with the video game stuff. So it has, it has an important legacy overall, I think with, with what you guys have done too. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, we, part of that was like, uh, you know, necessity being the mother of invention and our, our license was so restricted that when we started, all we could do was Mirage and it could only be at conventions. And then when it, expanded out of mirage we were still only able to do stylized we mm -hmm. weren't able to do the cartoon or the movie at that point so it was like okay um does the video game count as stylized and that's really you know it was all these little steps that now grew into what um you know what it's become which is you know one of our biggest um and, and best-selling lines but it really yeah. took a long time and i know you you were there and watched it sort of flourish and how it went from one exclusive a year and uh you know how it's all expanded and, and it really exploded in the last couple of years which is awesome because yeah. we had a lot of patience and we we took a lot of crap for years like i still take a lot of crap but we took a lot of crap <laughs> i was like it's still happening <laughs> yeah deja vu but it was like oh you can't sell it outside the u.s you can only sell it at conventions you know take my money all that you know it's like dude like we're in the business to make money we're doing what we're allowed to do like but at the end of the day uh, everyone's patience i think has been rewarded because now the license is global so we're selling it 
all over the world. And, uh, you know, it's to the point now where we have like three lines running uh, yeah. consecutively. So you have, you know, really three different uh, iterations at three different destinations. And, uh, um, you know, if you count the crates, that's really a fourth. So yeah. um, it's, it's great. And then, and then now the challenge is just balancing, like not having too much at once mm-hmm. and able to let people, uh, you know, pick and choose what they like and, and be able to afford, um, you know, the stuff and, and spread it out as best we can. And, um, you know, of course, COVID throws a wrench in the schedules and some things ended up being closer than others are originally intended. So we're trying to look at, you know, we have a lot done for next year. So it's like trying to space it out better. And at, at one point we were, we were dropping all the uh, two packs at Target and there was like three or four of them. We were dropping them all at once. And, you know, look at that's a $200 commitment if you have four two packs uh, for $50 each. So it's like, well, you know, let's, let's not do that. Let's do one every couple weeks and spread it out a little bit, especially mm-hmm. since, um, you know, the scalpers and, and speculators are scarfing everything up at once and then reselling it. It'd be better to like, let it trickle out. And that, that seems to be working a little bit better. And of course the pre-sales and, and Target has been good about getting more online. I know like when uh, uh, Trag and Granitor went up, they were, yeah. They had the longest like amount of time that they were. Uh, I, I was going to mention that specifically. Yeah, I, I actually um, a, a friend of mine in Salt Lake City actually found this a set for me like right like the day that they dropped there. So I was good, but I, I kept refreshing. I was on there because I was like, yeah. how long? How long is it going to go? And 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 it seems to have um, done better. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I know you get bogged down with you know, questions and, and conversation about this. So I, I kind of just want to handle it all, all in one fell swoop here, but it, it looks like things are, are getting better. Um, so I, I don't know if there's anything on like your end that, that you know, you guys have been working on in order to, to, to help make that happen. Yeah, we've certainly communicated with those teams and showed them what's going on and, and you know, the, uh, you know, the issue of bots and they, they are aware and they've seen, you know, what's happened with other launches to like uh, <clears throat> cobra island and uh, uh, uh i'm still i'm still damaged from that one <laughs> yeah. so i think uh ultimately we're never going to make everyone happy recognizing that uh i do think we've made like major improvements on every single uh release and every single time having the pre-orders where we can do them that were open for like a week and as long as you don't mind waiting a few months order it and we'll ship it to you um target has i said increased uh inventory for online uh the overall order quantity uh, has increased for each release so there's going to be more in store and more online uh what i think we've proven is that each release is uh better and uh a little bit smoother and a little Mm -hmm. bit uh easier to obtain so if you see us moving in the right direction and that things are improving each time which i think they have then uh, hopefully that happens with each subsequent release and it'll continue. Um, and when we have the uh, ability and the inventory to do more pre-orders, uh, we will. Um, but we also just can't throw everything online because yeah. we have retail partnerships and relationships and we want people to shop at those retailers. Um, you know, that's, that's part of it. And, and mm-hmm. to see what else is out there. Uh you know, it's how people get exposed to other lines or other products that that we make. Um, yeah. It was a huge part of what Toys R Us was. You know, our Toys R Us presence 
grew and grew and grew. And there were so many lines that we would pick up incremental sales on just from people who would walk by and see it and didn't know it existed. Um, I think too many collectors live in a bubble and only think about their needs or their wants. And they don't realize the bigger picture of reaching a broader audience and crossing over and stuff like turtles can do that stuff like back to the future is certainly yeah. going to do that. Um, you know, so many people who aren't necessarily toy collectors may buy a Marty McFly or a mm -hmm. Doc Brown. And when they're in that store, they're going to look at what's on the shelf next to it or above it or underneath it. And it'll expose them to stuff like who knows Toonie terrors or yeah. Richard Simmons or just anything <laughs> that's fun that we put out there. Um, you know, we'll hopefully find a, a bigger, broader audience and, and they'll enjoy the stuff as much as the core fan base does too. So yeah. I think we're trying to service both, you know, we, we are collectors ourselves. We want the collectors to, to be heard and be happy, but we also, you know, want to grow the business and get more people involved so we can yeah. make more cool stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about um, the, 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 the staggered drop dates and whatnot. And as of the time of this recording, um, you know, we'll see when it goes up. Uh, the, the, the Rodney and Triceraton infantrymen um, yep. set is next. That, that's an army builder one. And I, I've got to tell you, it's like I'm, I'm like eyeing like four of them probably. Do, do you guys put in consideration when you're talking army builders in terms of like communicating order quantities and availability with stuff like that? Or does that, does that really change? We certainly do. Uh, and we stress that. And, you know, let's, let's speak uh, honestly. I think a lot of the, the buyers or the retailers, unless they're like a hardcore Turtles fan, Roadkill mm -hmm. Rodney and the Triceraton Infantry yeah. is a little bit of a deep cut. Yeah. For the most part, everyone knows Shredder and the foot, but when you start going further down the food chain, um, but as Turtle fans, we all know how cool and important that is. And we planned that army builder on purpose because we know people want multiples of them and we chose the pairing uh, very deliberately. Um, so while they go look through a list, right, and try to, um, uh, you know, kind of assign a rating to them, whether it's this pack is an A, a B, or a C, just in terms of character selection. Um, if they were to, say, initially skew them a little lower because they don't know what it is, we tell them, no, this is an, an army builder pack. Yeah. People are going to want multiples. So you're a hardcore fan. If you don't think there's as many fans, the hardcore fan are all going to want two or three yeah. just so they can build out that army and set it up in the same way people do with stormtroopers and Cobra troopers and this and that. And then you sort of see the light go on where they're like, Oh, okay. So if they say we're going to give it a C or a B before it's now bumped up a grade. So we try yeah. to provide that information and education ahead of time. Um, we'll see, you know, it's, I think what's cool is that right now, the the two pack that's out currently the rock soldiers and then the one we're talking about and then like um zarek and zork right yeah, after that's a deep cut <laughs> they're really deep cuts and some that have never had figures before yeah half, half, i think half of wave four features characters that have never had figures before that you yeah. guys have done. see like see i think that's cool and then yeah. when someone gives me crap about bunny rocksteady and bebop i'm like dude are you even paying attention to what's in the line mm -hmm. and then what i think is really nice is like by the end of the year we end it with stuff like splinter and baxter which of course you know are heavy hitters again and yeah we, and krang and krang's android body which is amazing and the packaging on that you know again is done like in a call back to the FHE video boxes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it's, like Metalhead. Yeah, exactly. It's so cool. Um, cool. So we have that. And, and then 
I'm not sure yet, so I'm not promising, but we may be able to uh, sneak in um, Rat King and Vernon by the end of the year, the way things are going. If, if, if not January, like they're wow. not that far away. And that's, that's a great one too, because it's, again, it's a little bit deeper, but Rat King is just such a cool bad guy that everyone loved or loved the old Playmates figure. And he's cool in the cartoon. And we, um, well, and Vernon's omnipresent in that show. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, wow. So, so, so they're, they're up first then for, for wave five, which then I would guess would make Mondo Gecko and Muckman next. Um, you, you, sh- you showed those off obviously in mm-hmm. back in July and that makes two for series five. You have four sets for series four. Is it just dependent on the series, how many sets you include or, and, and two is going to be it for series five, or is there more for us uh, to still there, see? There's, there's definitely more. It's a, it's a combination of like really what's ready on time based on mm-hmm. manufacturing and, um, and the target retail needs. Cause like, even you see some of the stuff went a little early in the UK mm-hmm. on a, some of the two packs, um, just because they wanted it sooner and Target wanted to wait for certain sets or resets. As most collectors are probably familiar, Target does a couple a year that are like huge resets with full sections. And, you know, so we're kind of um, held to that. Um, The other thing also comes into it, like cost at this point, like when we look at doing stuff, well, let's just say there's certain characters that are bigger or have accessories with them that are larger where mm-hmm. I think we might start to see more uh, ultimate uh, format standalone mm-hmm. releases sprinkled in between like the way Metalhead and Krang, uh, Krang's body are where, um, you know, without giving away too much of the character selection, we have a few uh, really big um, figures in the pipeline wow. that fit into either like that 30 to 40 dollar price point for a single figure but um you'll definitely get your money's worth and they just are um they don't fit in the two-pack format they're they need to they need more prestige and more um more single spotlight focus so um well, well, I, I'm I'm not going to pry as far as that that goes. But do you have a a, a timeline or a tentative ideas to when you guys are going to be doing your next round of reveals as far as stuff that we haven't yeah, seen yet? Definitely before the end of the year. One thing we've been working on, um, and as I'm sure you're familiar, because I think you guys always share them with the uh, your readers and stuff, is we do like um, visual guides for all our mm-hmm. big like long running lines. Every December, we put it up as like a you know, a checklist or what have yeah. you. you can download or save as a desktop or whatever. And we, we typically have done it for like our ultimates or alien predator or what have you. We've been working on uh, the turtles one and yeah. taking it. It's certainly at this point it's current, but we're throwing in a bunch of stuff from 21 in there already that's done. Oh. And what I want to do is kind of roll out there with that and maybe even have a printed version that's in some of the packaging so like really by the two pack you get it because one of the best for the people that are old enough let's say at least over 30 one of the best memories you can have pre-internet is whether it was star wars or gi joe um when you'd get the toy catalog more often than not there was stuff in it you hadn't seen mm-hmm. before didn't know anything about or on the back of the joe blister card you'd see these new joes and you were like who are these guys and when are they coming out 
I, I remember going into KB when I was a kid and this guy, this kid was asking about this character named Slash from the Ninja Turtles because I was into it. I had never heard of Slash before in my entire life. And I learned from this kid that was right there because it was on the back of a package. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, sadly, across the board in the toy industry, cross sells are few and far between. Like Marvel mm -hmm. Legends luckily still does them because they're more often than not for the Build-A-Figure right. than a necessity. But if you look at a lot of other lines between all the multilingual and all the safety stuff and uh, all the environmental stuff, uh, the beautiful cross sells that we grew up with in all our lines, be it turtles, He-Man, it's barely around anymore. We always yeah. try to include them, but like we haven't done like a fold out book or pamphlet catalog type of thing um, as a pack in. And we are working on that with turtles. And I think that is a super sweet nostalgia play and then the fact that we're going to put a bunch of stuff on there that you haven't seen before so, so the reveal will be actually through the purchase yeah yeah wow okay we'll even like we'll put a truncated version online that kind of is just to date what is out or what we've shown right mm -hmm. but then the one that you get at retail is going to have some some easter eggs or some reveals that you're like holy crap they're making this and then that's going to be the first time some people find out is when they fold out that that's awesome. Decided four color um, catalog, which I think is a really cool thing and, and fun for us to do. And, you know, I know uh, Trevor, myself, and then uh, Chris Ramo, who's been doing the graphic, you know, laying it out and stuff. And we've been having a lot of fun with that one. So, well, I'll, uh, I'll be keeping my, my fingers crossed that I'm going to see some frogs or neutrinos in the, in the not too distant future. But, you know, those are all cool characters. And we've had a year full of really, cool and essential characters. But if you look at the cartoon line, something to me that is unbelievable is, is that there have not been any of the four turtles who have been released in the past, you know, two, two waves, which I think speaks to the strength of, you know, what you're producing, that you don't have to have those main characters in every single wave. But, you know, I, I would have to think that you guys are maybe thinking about a way to get them, the, the turtles themselves back into the line in, in a way that maybe we haven't seen them before. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're very uh, perceptive and intuitive <laughs> in that regard. So, yes. Yeah, so I think there's two important distinctions there in that um, since we are a collector focused company and in the collector section, rather than the toy section, that's what allows us to be mm -hmm. able to do that. And thanks to the fans buying it and supporting it, um, you've helped prove to the retailers that this line can exist in this format, because I can assure you if we were in the toy department, there'd have to be a turtle in every assortment or every yeah. two pack would have to have a turtle in it because mm -hmm. that's what would be dictated. And imagine the frustration of every time you want the new figure, you have to have another, you know, Raphael or another Donatello. Or you Imag Imagine doing Rodney's with Michelangelo. I mean, yeah. That, that would, yeah. There are all the, you know, the wide world of sports and all the crazy nonsense, you know, or, you know, mm -hmm. they used to have like fishing Spider-Man and <laughs> you know, day glow Batman, all that kind of stuff. Like that would, that would be horrible. And it would really, to me, kill the line. Like this is, you know, tried and true, a collector line and a love song to uh, that cartoon and the people yeah. who grew up with that cartoon and we're able to program it the right way. So um we do realize that some people came in late or some people missed the turtles. So yes, they do need to come back out there. So um, I can promise you, we came up with a really great way that is different to get all four of them back out. Um, 
and that will happen sooner rather than later. Um, and then there will be something else uh, next year um, that's say more of uh, a repack type of situation. Cause initially when we released them, we weren't even allowed to use the classic logo. We had mm -hmm. the modern logo. Yeah. So let's just say when we put them back out in two packs again, at some point, we can either change up the pairing cause it was, uh, you know, Leo and Don yeah. and Mike and mm -hmm. Rap. So we can change the pairing. And of course, change the packaging to reflect the classic logo. So at least that's another way that what comes out later will be different and it protects and preserves the value of the original. Mm -hmm. But all that aside, before that happens, there's something else that's, I think, uh, a grand slam uh, that gets all four of them back out there with a bunch of other um, fun bonuses. And you'll just have to stay tuned a little bit longer for that. Um, but we will reveal it. Uh, soon I, I would think as soon as i have a, a confirmed ship date from our yeah. factory we will show it because awesome. the first question that you're going to get is when's it coming when's out it coming? Mm -hmm. so hopefully sometime in november we will we'll reveal uh what this is and it's definitely uh it's a nice centerpiece to what's already been a, a beautiful year for turtles awesome awesome well speaking of november um that that was you know ship dates and everything changed but that was the um, original date that was given for when the turtle specific the cartoon turtle specific street scene diorama um, was going to be shipping and and that was something that yeah you've done this the, the the street scenes before but this one it was a little bit different that it was a, a strict pre-order for an item that is way too large to and probably price-wise to be you know at a place like target i i'm wondering number one are, are is that still tracking according to plan and, and then number two has was that received at a level that was successful enough that we may start to hopefully explore some other larger style items for for the line yes and most definitely yes oh, all right and this is, you are my second Zoom today. There was a nice one with uh, Nickelodeon, who for those who don't know, are the licensing uh, mm -hmm. or license or licensing agent for Turtles. We had a call this afternoon at 4.30. Um, and let's just say um, play sets and vehicles were a part of that call. Wow. So um, wow. in terms of what we're doing in uh, 2021. Um, so yes, uh, the fans supported uh, the street scene uh you know very well and encouraging enough that um we are developing more stuff like it and stuff that is um you know brand new because as you mentioned the street scene while it's been adapted and a bunch of new pieces were added to it um it is similar uh and reuses a, a lot of the main tooling of the environment that we've done before for the movie or for you know basically generic uh, city environment but we're looking at and I've alluded to some of this in the past, um, a sewer lair, which I think is essential, having the mm -hmm. living room, having, you know, some of Donnie's lab, stuff like that, um, you know, a, a turtle van that all the turtles can go in and have all the functionality, opening doors, the pop-out uh, gun on the side. Yeah. Like, uh, all of that stuff is uh, is certainly within the realms of uh, possibility and um I think if you look at how the line grew from 19 to 20 mm -hmm. and then expect uh, more growth from 20 to 21 because and largely because of people like yourself and, and, and your, your followers and readers who have supported it because uh, um, you guys have proved how successful it can be. And, and 
you know, honestly, a thank you to the fans that have allowed us to do stuff like Roadkill Rodney yeah. and, uh, um, you know, Zarek and Zork and, and other. My man, Granitor, I, I've been waiting for that figure my whole life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's super cool to hear that, you know, and yeah. see that happen is one of the most uh, gratifying things about it. And um, I always loved Krang's Android body, like even mm-hmm. the old big Playmates figure. So, yeah. you know, to do that one and the fact that, um, like we could have just put the same Krang in there even, but we decided yeah, it's different. to do them different, make them different and make them bigger. And with the, the joysticks, the control sticks that are inside are on ball joints. So he can like even wow. move them. And, and uh, you know, I, I say we, we pulled out all the stops and then some like people were like, Oh, the antenna is going to break. We're going to lose the antenna. We put in extra antennas even in the blister. So like awesome. if you lose one or you want to put one in a baggy safe somewhere in case, like, you know, it's shipped separately, so it doesn't break. And then there's three, I think, three antennas in there. The towel, the soap, like just <laughs> the little baby shredder. So you're like, I was gonna say that that sounds like Trevor talking right now, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's crazy how, but it is so fun, you know. Like I, I was already, I'm, oh God, I don't, I don't want to even date myself, but I'm, I'm a old, considerably older than Trevor, at least old enough. But like I. Uh, collected the Playmates line because mm-hmm. like I've always bought toys and I went from like Star Wars. I'm old enough that I actually was in the Mego in the seventies, like the original Mego, mm-hmm. then Star Wars, then Joe and, and He-Man. And then from there, I, I kind of went into turtles next. And at that point I was, I was almost out of high school, but I just thought the characters and the designs were so cool and so fun. And I loved yeah. the packaging with all the illustrations of the characters around the border and stuff that I think, like religiously I bought every single figure for at least the first five years. Wow. Um, and then after that, I, I picked and choose cause it got a little bit too nuts. Yeah. And, with, and, uh, with the variations and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I know I have a bunch up to where they have the fifth anniversary thing. And then they had some of like the, the golden coins. one. I, I've still got that one in the, and display. the coins and stuff that were yeah. with uh, the tokens or whatever. So like I went, and I still have them all. And actually they've been useful, even though we're not doing playmates version, it's just fun to look back and look at it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that, that's what they did. Or that's how they did it. Or so I can't take one of those playmates figures like Toka and Raza and put it next to ours. And it's like, Oh yeah. crap. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, that line was a lot of fun. And um, uh, it's really cool to, you know, now sort of do it for all the people that grew up with it, you know, and, yeah. and see the responses of people like, you know, um, that grew up watching that cartoon, either people we work with collectors that we uh, engage with um, you know, the fan base uh, um, you know, Matt Cardona, who we all are familiar with is, is a huge fan. Every time we, you know, have another reveal, he texts me with like, I fucking hate you. kind of thing. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it's just, tur- it's, turtles is a turtles is a big deal. I, I think he man and turtles were my turtles was like the last big line um, for me as, as a kid. So it, it, it has a lot, a lot of meaning for me too. And, and it's, it's just, it's, it's quite the time to be a, a, a turtles collector right now. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's it a can, lot of fun. I've heard a lot of touching or amazing stories, but I can just a couple real quick is like, I know a fan from the UK who posts beautiful pictures all the time on, on, on Twitter. And he's had like health issues and his family's had health issues and he's actually told me about how much joy the line has brought him and how it takes him back to like when his family, his parents were healthy and they would see the movie together. Or, uh, he remembers them taking him to the store, like as a kid, like, Oh, you can pick out like a new figure. And like, 
our figures are sort of transporting him back to that or giving him that yeah. again. And you, you can't even put a price on that. Like that's just completely like, um, you know, bonus uh, to what we do. Cause it's like fun to make cool toys and it's fun to play with toys. But when you hear stuff like that, and then there's another friend I know who's uh, who's local, who's a, who's a teacher. And he's told me some amazing stories about like how his mom took him to see the movie when it came out and mm-hmm. uh, um you know how much it meant to him and he shared pictures with me of him as a kid like at a turtle birthday party and all this stuff and like uh the fact that our our toys like a piece of plastic can can help you recapture some of those feelings of adolescence or childhood or just happy memories and this year we we all need that kind of stuff it's, yeah it's super cool it, yeah my my brother and i we collected turtles together and and he collected he and he's a little younger than me he collected the bad guys and i collected the good guys for the most part but both of us really remember vividly when we got our first ones because he got krang first and michelangelo was the only and we were at kmart of all places and he doesn't you know keep up or collect stuff anymore but um i i, I actually gave him krang and michelangelo from from the the cartoon line and and he just sat there and like all, all evening he kept going back to him and just looking at him he's like I can't believe that these are are, 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 are a thing again and, and this is like the the toy that I always wanted to be able to play yeah. with as a kid right <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome and that's such a huge part of it you know and I want to acknowledge it just because hearing those stories or seeing it and that is again one of the things you miss from conventions because if someone sees me in the the aisle or outside the booth and they stop to tell me something or share something with me like that that's uh you know, it's honestly, it's priceless and it's just yeah. make everything, uh, you know, better and more, uh, to know that you're giving people joy from something like that is really cool. Yeah. That's, that, 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 that's a, that's a part of it that I think, you know, as we move on to the next thing or, or whatever else we lose sight of sometimes, and it's, it, it's good to remember that, but, yep. um, speaking of one, 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 like last cartoon one, well, kind of adjacent to the cartoon is that I wanted to ask, um, what, what, if you had an update on the status of the new uh, quarter scale cartoon Wrath figure and and how how that line is is, is coming along. Yeah, so so all of those figures are, are done and tooled and you've probably seen there's some pretty cool features with the tops and bottom mm-hmm. swappable and different expressions and you can sort of mix and match. Um, the only slowdown there honestly has been packaging because um, we didn't want to use the same uh, like yellow and green motif that we have, like sort of the, the callback to the van colors that are on the two packs. We wanted mm-hmm. to do something uh, more like the giant size that was done uh, in the old. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the giant line. turtles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the early nineties. And we really, and we've shown a design for that um, with the sort of brick on the front and then um, really a callback to that. And at this point, um, we're still waiting for clearance to be able to uh, use that from a licensing standpoint, because um, it's just, it just is more complicated since it was originally like playmates packaging style Mm -hmm. and, you know, they have to sort of weigh in or be consulted and, you know, more lawyers have to get involved. Let's just leave it at that. So um, while we recreated the art and it's an homage to what they did 30 years ago, and there's nothing like that in the marketplace now, Mm -hmm. uh, it still has to, you know, um, have all the I's dotted and all the T's crossed and all that kind of stuff. But that, that is really the real reason why they haven't uh, started rolling out yet. We have samples in the studio. They're awesome. Um, And if I, didn't like the packaging so much with the homage and we just wanted to get you know, be simpler on ourselves. 
we could just put them out there, but I really would love to have the call back because I think that's part of it because maybe as a kid, you didn't have all four, but you probably had your favorite turtle in that giant size format. And mm -hmm. I want to have the packaging, have that bluish with the sort of green and blue bricks and, and the giant and the big bold, yeah. you know? So, I mean, you, I think you've probably seen, we had like a mock-up of the front that we've shared with fans. And we, we basically shared that to see, you know, are they going to get it and connect with it? And like, everyone loved, Oh, like, this is it. This is, you know, NECA gets it. You knocked it out of the park. This is how we want the packaging to look. So we're still sort of uh, waiting that out and hopefully that'll, clear all the legal hurdles if not we have to go into a plan b and change the packaging but i really like it to stay that way so 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 then once hopefully that hurdle will be cleared because mm -hmm. i i would love to see the packaging end up as such but does that mean that once that's done then we'll probably expect them in somewhat not not rapid succession but uh, yeah, a couple months in between each one because they're all done yeah so we had raf at toy fair but all were done and tooled at once and they all have unique stuff and unique bonus accessories with each one too again trevor came up with a bunch of crazy stuff so mm -hmm. um I, I would say once raf is in the packaging's locked at least one a quarter if not if not quicker than that awesome Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, let's um, let's if you don't mind, let's let's shift over to um the the, the movie line a little bit because mm -hmm. um you know you, you mentioned Toka and Razar uh, earlier and and they are I I, I yeah, just seeing the, the 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 two ups or whatever they were at, at a toy fair the, these things are insane in terms of the amount of detail and paint applications and whatnot go so there's something to be said for the figures themselves but the way that you decided to release them um, was also you know pretty unique as mm -hmm. as well um, do you do you have a little update as far as like the the status of those and maybe the accessory pack too since those were kind of the the, the pre order items for the movies right um, well. Token and Raza are in, in great shape. Uh, yeah. We have package samples in Jersey right now. Um, they are being packed out and shipping on schedule. So people will have them in November as planned. Awesome. Um, awesome. They're, they're fantastic. Um, I almost brought them the show at the, the uh, con last weekend, but mm -hmm. you know, that display case was pretty tight and we had a bunch of stuff in there already. I was like, well, these are, these are more important and deserve more of a spotlight since it's the first like sort of direct to consumer uh, yeah. two pack thing we did um, like that. So uh, we'll share that, that soon um, uh, with some confirmed ship dates of when we anticipate them actually being in your hands in November, but things are, things are looking real good on, on both of those and the packaging super cool production looks great on them as you've seen them firsthand, but they are um, you know, huge and heavy and every bit as impressive as the super shredder if not more so um you know toka himself could be used as a weapon in terms yeah. of yeah I, I i told my wife i was like i need to order a couple of these so we can keep a toka on the the nightstand in case anybody breaks it <laughs> yeah definitely don't step on that it would make legos look like silly puppies. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's super, super sharp and there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, thorns of uh, spikes back there mm -hmm. um but yeah they're looking real good so in the in the coming weeks we'll show the packaging and give a more um concise date in terms of when the stuff will leave our warehouses or distribution centers and, and head to uh your homes but it, it is cool. soon it's it's definitely as planned no okay. slowdowns no delays no production problems that, um and the awesome. accessory set yeah the accessory set is moving along uh there was new pieces that had to be tooled for that um uh, like some of the things like the skateboard, the panda, 
the mm-hmm. turtle wax bottle. There's a bunch of new stuff in there that, um, you know, had to be tooled that, that will all ship before Chinese new year for sure. Um, I don't have a better date yet. We're working on layout and packaging for that set now. So, um, okay. probably after we do the token Raza update, maybe later into November, we'll, we'll, uh, talk more about the accessory set, but it's super cool and loaded with lots of fun stuff. And, um, the lovely Judith Hogue, who has become a great friend of ours, um, was kind enough to uh, um, allow her likeness to be used on the television, yeah. which I think is super cool because that's actually the first time a licensed use of Judith as April will be seen. And that's awesome because then when you have the TV with your Turtles figures, of course, they're going to be watching April on the news, yeah. which is fantastic. And then, uh, you know, as you know, next spring, there will be. Um, you know, a, a reporter, April O'Neill figure um, with Judith's, uh, you know, authorized likeness and approval and everything like that, which is, which is super awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was going to, I'm going to get to her in just a second, but, but, uh, but I have to ask you, since, since you guys actually licensed Turtle Wax itself um, right. to, to be included in this, I, I just got to know, like, what what was that conversation like when you guys went to them and said, "Hey, we want to we want to use your 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 logo to to match accurately to the movie for this this accessory for for turtles." <laughs> um, it was like, "You want to do what?" Was kind of the response. <laughs> um, it's an interesting thing, and again, you know, people maybe don't stop to consider like the lengths we go to for something like that, or. Um, digress for a second, like the Volterra skateboard from Artie, like mm-hmm. from Back to the Future, all that stuff is the real deal and the real logos and all that. Um, you know, we will go to a company like Turtle Wax and, and tell them the idea and they're kind of like, really? And at first it was middle of COVID, like this was in March, maybe the beginning of April. It's hard to track people down because no one's in the office, right? So everyone's working from home. And then you kind of round up the appropriate people on the turtle wax side, along with myself and one of our licensing people to get on a call or get on a Zoom and sort of hash this out and tell them what we want to do and and show them. Uh, Of course, they want to be, you know, they want to know how the brand is represented. They want to see it in context. Mm -hmm. What's the bottle look like? What else is it packaged with? What are the turtles doing with it? Um, (laughs) You know, and, and in talking to the people there, they were very open and very receptive, but it was cool because, you know, none of them were there 30 years ago when there was product placement and they were allowed to use it in the, um, you know, in the film. So most mm-hmm. of the people there are probably now somewhere between your age and my age and maybe grew up with that movie and never thought, oh, no, one day I'll work at Turtle Wax and have to clear the usage of a Turtle Wax bottle for a turtle toy. But that's a memorable day on the job for, for them, right? Yeah, it's got to be. I don't think they've had that request before, um, and they may never have it again, but I will say they were um, super awesome uh, and receptive and, um, like, down for it. It was, you know, it was a matter of just making sure we did everything right, had the marks, uh, trademarks, and logos right, and uh, showing them usage and um, – and I think there'll be a credit or an acknowledgement on the packaging. And of course, when we're, we're when we're sharing pictures and reveals, uh, I, I plan to make sure they get tagged in social because yeah. like they don't have to do that. And, um, you know, it was gracious and uh, you know, just cool of them to to allow it. It just makes the thing that more authentic and that much more fun um, for the fans. And they got that and understood it and embraced it, which uh, 
you know, was awesome. Cause there's a lot of times we've tried to do that with other brands and other licenses and it doesn't always go that way. So uh, yeah. when it works out, you really appreciate it, you know, that much more cause they, they get what you're trying to do and, and, and uh, have fun with it, which is cool. Well, I'm, I'm going to shift my entire display over so, so Mikey can actually hold that because how do you not have that front and center when it's yeah, actually it's, it's cool and it's a fun thing to have in the accessory pack for sure and like mm -hmm. um, you know so a lot like we prototyped it and we're just like can we use this? I said we don't know unless we try and it's kind of the thing and yeah. um, you know sometimes our licensing people even look at me like I'm crazy because ultimately <laughs> a lawyer has to get involved and put some kind of um you know, contractor Legalese. deal mm -hmm. legally that allows the usage and accepts the, you know, trademarks and we have to prove a lot of things, uh, you know, and it's like, they kind of look at me like, is this like, what? Like, is it really worth this for a little accessory? And I'm like, it kind of is like, yeah, you know, it, it, it matters. And it's the little things that, um, you know, those little touches and going that extra mile um, show how much we care and I think the fans appreciate it. And to Turtle Wax's credit, they understood that and, and allowed it to happen. So, like, we love those guys. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you you, you brought up Judith um, and, and April O'Neill. And um, just, I, I have to say, because we haven't really had a chance to, to, to talk closely since then, I, I was absolutely amazed with how fantastic and how genuine she has been through you know the ig takeover and everything else so i i would imagine she's going to continue to partner with you guys on on the actual updates to the, to the april figure but do you have any thought in terms of the sense of you know timing of when we're going to start hearing more about uh, about april it should be soon and honestly if it wasn't for the year and the challenges that we're all facing it would have been sooner because ideally we would be together somewhere like if it mm -hmm. would have been the logical first choice and if not that having judith at the NECA studios in new jersey would be the next choice yeah. but, you know uh, travel at this point is sort of a risky thing i don't know about you but i'm not ready to get on a plane i, I haven't been anywhere now same not not in a long time so um you know w whether it's more zooms or instagram takeovers there'll be something like i can tell you we are very hard at work on uh her figure um and we are in constant communication um i texted with her today uh, a couple hours ago as a matter of fact so we were supposed to have a call tomorrow but uh -huh. we pushed it till to monday um and she like you said uh what you see you're right she is very genuine uh very warm and just awesome like she could not be nicer or cooler and has been on board with this from the start the very first uh, conversation um, and she's genuinely interested in the entire process like um, I've made figures for a lot of celebrities over the last 20 years and mm -hmm. this is the first time someone has been this um, engaged. I, I was going to ask you about that as far as the overall experience goes yeah. yeah. I mean she she asked me for a list of everyone that will be working on her figure from a to Z, whether it's yeah. paint, sculpting, photography, packaging, whatever. She wants to talk to every person involved and understand and document the process. And to me, that is beyond cool because, you know, uh, for better or worse, <laughs> I'm always the face or the one everyone sees or does these kind of things. But like for everyone to get uh, a moment with her and talk about what they contribute and how the figure comes to 
uh, life, you know, and gets created is awesome. Um, and she's genuinely like interested in it and thinks it's so cool that all these years later, one, people care about the character she played back then. And mm-hmm. then two want an action figure or, you know, a, a replica of that. And, and she, she digs it. Well, I, I can I can take that to to a firsthand account because I I handle most. I'm usually the one put, posting stuff on our Instagram account. She messaged she messaged us to be like be ready, and I was like, I'm getting a, an Instagram message from April O'Neil. It's like I, I've got to screenshot this for the rest of my life. That's amazing. <laughs> it's it is surreal, you know, because I mean she's had a great career besides that, and so many things. Yeah. But like, you know, again, that movie came out. I was 17, but I, I went and saw it in the theater opening night. I went I late. I got taken out of school for it. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like a senior in high school. I waited till all the little kids had cleared the theater. And I, was like, <laughs> so I didn't look like some kind of creep. Um, but I was there like, uh, you know, first day and was into it. So now to like be in this position and working with her and making the figure and stuff is, uh, it's surreal for sure. And, and to have her be so unbelievably uh, kind and, and nice and interested uh, in what we are doing, um, just makes yeah. it better. Well, and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm dying to, to, to find out when you guys announce it, what, what the outfit is going to be. Cause she's really like one of the few people in the movie that actually changed her, her, her outfit, but because you're working so closely with her, are you guys going to be uh, employing the, 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 like the, the more photorealistic technique when, when, when working on that figure with her or ha- has that been decided yet? And has, yeah, has that, she not expressed an opinion? Um, for decoration, definitely. And we've been doing more and more of that over the last two years in terms of how the decoration is applied on the face of the factory, like the, mm-hmm. the photo real printing that you've seen and stuff like Marvel Legends and Black Series. And we've been using it. Um, I think our first figure with it was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as mm-hmm. uh, Lori Strode, but we've used it on a number of figures over the last uh, year yeah. and a half. Um, her figure will without a doubt, make use of that technology. Cause honestly, it's leaps and bounds above any of the, uh, you know, hand painting at a factory level mm-hmm. where you can at least have consistency and the sculpts are always there. Fortunately, we have the best sculptors and the best portrait artists that there is. Yeah. Um, but a, a bad deco job uh, can ruin a likeness. So we will use the photo real printing and we had Judith and I have talked about that and I've shown her, um, one of the best examples, I think, is if you take the 2015 Force Awakens Ray and compare yeah. it to the 2019 Rise of Skywalker Ray, and you see in that span of four years um, the difference in the end product. And I had texted her a picture side by side of that and explained the technology to her and what we were using. And, and she had seen, um, you know, the Jamie Lee figure and it's it's cool that she, uh, the artist who's been sculpting Judith's figure, um, sort of the pedigree of just awesome females that she's been able to, you know, we've done uh, Sigourney Weaver together and uh, mm-hmm. Uma Thurman and Jamie Lee Curtis. So like awesome, super strong, heroic female characters, um, you know, that now we get to add uh, April to that, you know, to that roster is, uh, is awesome. Yeah, and 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 really for for movie one, 
with, with, with her coming along, um, you know, as far as the, the main characters go, then, then, then you're getting pretty well, uh, you know, through, through the list. I think, you know, a guy like Tatsu is, is really maybe like one of the last ones. Um, but, but I don't know what, you know, your thoughts are in terms of, you know, marketability as far as, as he would, would be. Um, and, and then also I have to ask you just because there's been such rampant speculation about things going on with like the Casey Jones likeness and, and, and whatnot. It's like, I love the figure. Um, that, that, that we got he, he's amazing but everybody the next question asks is like oh well now april's on board what about casey or whatnot so i i don't know if there's anything as far as that goes um yeah so uh for the longest time um elias uh i think he's been transparent about this he thought it was weird or creepy i'm, I'm paraphrasing i don't remember his exact right. um but i think he's even put it on instagram like he thought it was I don't know, off-putting or just, he's not a toy guy, obviously. Right. And it's right. an actor, a career actor, and he takes his craft seriously in the thought that, you know, 30 years later, a part he played for a movie that he thought was more of like a kid's movie that someone would want this. And, you know, um, um, you know, to have this sort of effigy or facsimile of yourself. It's, if you're not used to it or not part of it's, that it's world. Different. It's, yeah. it's different. So uh, we tried very hard last fall, um, we respected his wishes because what, what else is there to do? We tried, he, did, he declined, and that was the end of it as far as we knew. Um, fortunately, uh, stuff like Judith coming on board um, uh, and, and her relationship, I think, with him because she's still – very friendly with so many of the cast and crew. I, I saw when he came in at the end of her, her YouTube thing and I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's, she's awesome as you've seen. And, and uh, you know, if you've watched any of the other interviews she's done, be it um, uh, Corey uh, Feldman or mm -hmm. uh, recently Ernie Reyes, uh, yeah. um, you see, she still has uh, contact with a lot of these people and, um, you know, is like lifelong friends with them. And, and the fact that she came on board to do it, I think gave him uh, more of a comfort level. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I don't want to speak for him, but whatever it was, I think it helped uh, change his thought pattern or process about what it means or what this represents. And uh, he's had a change of heart. So um, yes, we do have his permission now. Um, awesome. And there will be um, some more stuff with, uh, with KC next year. Um, and it will not just be a straight re-release and it will not just be one figure. So, wow. Well, that's, that, that's, that, that, that's awesome. Um, because, you know, we, we, we knew about April and it, it, it's, it's good to hear um, about him too, because he, I, I mean, to me, I, I came to the comics later. Um, because I was too young when they first came out. And and the cartoon Casey, you know, it was like, he was a little different. So the toy Casey was always my Casey until I saw that movie. And right. then more so than maybe any other character, that became my instant Casey Jones, like forever was, was his portrayal. <laughs> and it still is. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. no disrespect to these other guys, but no one else has held it. Yeah. He owned that role. And that's always Casey. And um, you know, I've said that to, to Judith about April, cause that's the way I've always felt. And, mm -hmm. you know, the other ones are, were fine and did, yeah. keep, but it's just, it's not the same. And maybe it was cause it was the first, but there's also, uh, a chemistry that existed in that first movie, whether it was the chemistry between Judith and Elias 
or the chemistry between Judith and the turtles. It yeah. sounds silly, but no, it's no, 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 not at all. But, but she helped make them more believable <laughs> without a doubt. I always felt that way and kind of elevated it just by that performance. And, you know, like, like you were a kid in probably elementary or junior high, I was, you know, considerably older, but it still, it worked the same because it was there and we felt mm -hmm. it. And I think that's what's special about um, that movie and, you know, why we're still talking about 30 years later and any of the other movies that have attempted uh, to do it have, have not uh, been as successful. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we're we're talking main characters um, as far as that movie goes. But but back in July, you guys kind of hinted at what 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 I took as a possibility of maybe like a, a flashback um, possibility scene for um, potential that you know that that's why you guys do the work that you do, and I I just buy the figures because I wouldn't have even thought to consider something like this that that maybe um, Oroku Saki and Hamato Yoshi might not be out of the question as far as. Uh, um, you know, potential for, for your stuff, right? Yeah, nothing's out of the question, I suppose. And there was kind of a fun uh, tease around what would have been San Diego timing, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll see more about that, um, you know, in the, uh, in the near future, I would say. It's an item that you won't see until uh, 2021, but mm -hmm. um, the movie line will continue uh, and yeah. will be uh, ongoing at Walmart in the format you've seen, two packs and um ultimates like the super shredder and you will see some more um single ultimate figures and you will see some more two packs but we definitely have to uh start thinking outside the box and yeah. uh, do some stuff that you wouldn't think of at first and and sort of what you're talking about there is, is right up that alley um because we don't want to just you know, repackage turtles or throw a trench coat on every turtle or something mm -hmm. You know, we want stuff that's genuine and authentic and was on screen and we want to build out that collection and that unit. Um, and I will tell you, uh, honestly, since you mentioned it before, uh, we have thought of and have tried uh, to get Tatsu. So mm -hmm. I'm going to put this out there. Um, mm -hmm. We are still trying. Uh, for those who don't know, he, he is a true martial artist and always yeah. was. Um, he is an older, you know, elderly man at this point, but he operates a martial arts studio in California. That's huh. um, you know, maybe not operating right now due to COVID, but it, it, it had been. Um, and we have uh, emailed him and called him numerous times. I think initially he thought we were either overzealous fans or at one point even telemarketers because he hung up on us. Yeah. Um, but we have tried and are still trying. So if anyone knows him mm -hmm. or knows his agent or knows how we can get to him, but we have tried and are continuing to try uh, to add Tatsu into the line. Um, and we would like to, we have a good spot and a good pairing for him. Yeah. Um, so far um, we've been unable you know, to reach him. Um, I had suggested to Trevor that Trevor just actually get in the car, get in the car <laughs> and go over to the studio with a box of turtles toys and say, listen, I'm, you know, I'm working on these. I'm the brand manager and uh, I want to make a tattoo figure and look at all these other figures we've made. Um, so that it may come to that where he just cold yeah. beats on the door. Um, but we are trying and, and, and uh, have tried many times and you never know, like, look what happened with Elias. Like it was a yeah. hard no and it was over in November and I was sad about it, but you move on and you do the best you can and get the Casey figure out there. And then mm -hmm. lo and behold in, uh, uh, I think it was May, um, you know, around the time that they had done the 30th and did the, the table read and yeah. uh, 
Judith announced that she was going to do stuff with us and everything like that, then it was, uh, you know, we had another conversation and it went, uh, and it went great, which is cool. And uh, it was awesome to talk to him because I've always admired him as an actor and watched him in many things outside mm -hmm. of Turtles. Um, so I'm really happy. He that. was really good in the movie Zodiac. He wasn't in that a whole lot, but he was, he was really, he was great in that. In, in yeah, that he's one of those guys that shows up, like when he shows up, he kind of, riveted by him you can't take your eyes off mm -hmm. him even if he's you know a character actor he still kind of steals a scene and there's yeah. a, you know an intensity that he's always had um so it's 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 super awesome that he's that he's on board now yeah well and and, and you know that's movie one obviously with super shredder and toka and razar um you, you guys are dipping into the secret of the use which i have to say that um i don't hold that one quite as highly as the first one but it does have really good designs when, when you're talking about like Toka and, and Rezar, but it, it also, I think it, it gives an opportunity for characters like Shredder, like regular Shredder and the turtles themselves to be wholly different. I, I mean, are you guys, you know, ex looking to, to, to move to yeah. uh, the second movie for main characters to kind of get them out there more too? We are. Cause um, you know, as, as you, you mentioned, uh, we've kind of covered almost everything with the first movie, knowing that April's coming and that we'll, we'll have a, a different take on Casey. Um, we have to go to the next movie and yeah. we already this year, um, but also uh, equally important for that movie is that movie turns 30 next year. Mm -hmm. so we did a lot around the 30th of you know, the, the original film this year, we have some special stuff planned around the 30th of, of uh, Ooze next year. And some of the things you mentioned certainly make perfect sense to do in the line. So, and, uh, you know, Shredder is quite a bit different before the mutation yeah. and quite a bit different than he was in the first movie. So mm -hmm. who doesn't need or want another, you know, cool movie Shredder out there yeah. uh, amongst other things. So yeah, there's, there's definitely, um, more to come from from both films but certainly we are looking at that um you know i i can't say that you'll get vanilla ice but um, <laughs> that was the next question you knew that was the next question <laughs> there there are some things coming um in the line for walmart and 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 honestly what what's in the first loot crate for 21 that you're gonna um yeah really be blown away by i think awesome awesome well um you know, it's like I said, it's a heck of a time to be a Turtles collector. And and to me, the, the movie stuff and the cartoon stuff especially hold hold so so much weight. But the last thing that I wanted to touch on with Turtles is because of the loot crate um, stuff that you, you, you talked about was the Mirage Shredder. Um, that turned out to be a really, really cool figure, um, even though just just by and large, it was, you know, a, a new deco. Mm -hmm. um, but but it, it really refreshed my because um, I love the comics you know once I was old enough to get into them um, so so I wanted to ask um, there's a lot of products and, and and you said that and it's a balance but are you guys continuing to look for ways to maybe you know continue on with some comic stuff or get back to some some stuff in in, in the future we are definitely um, you know as as you mentioned earlier. And for those that have been around long enough, we started with Mirage, you know, mm -hmm. and my first, uh, uh, at least professional dealings with Turtles was working directly with with Kevin and Peter and and doing the first time anyone had done Mirage. Now a bunch of people have done it like Mondo and Playmates and what have you. But, you know, we were the first. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we definitely want to. And like you said, it is it is crowded. It's hard to manage. Um, 
three lines. To me, what makes the most sense is to uh, sort of start to get maybe Mirage back into retail in the same channels that the arcade line is in. So maybe we alternate mm-hmm. the video game stuff with some Mirage stuff because that's specialty. So you're talking more of the comic and hobby shops yeah. to begin with, and it speaks more to that audience. I think that's where that would reside best. Um, and we are all fans of that too. I'm also equally as interested in some of the new publishing. I mean, the last Ronin. Yeah. I, I'm so, so, so who's your guess? Or you may, you, you don't know, do you? I don't want to say anything. Okay. I, I, I want to tell you this. I want to make figures from it. I can tell you that. You okay. Know? I don't, well, I, I don't know yet if we can, to be honest, but we are definitely interested in it. So I'm certainly interested in exploring um, the comics uh, past and present. I think, bringing Mirage back into retail is a good idea. Um, Last Ronin looks like a big event comic and could be super cool. So I would love yeah. to be part of that. And I'd like to do something modern because I am all about the nostalgia. And to me, like, you know, nothing was ever better than it was in the eighties, like especially yeah. compared to the shit bowl of a year we've had now. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, you know, that's always my go-to, but it'd be nice to do something modern for turtles as well. Um, well, and, and, and the turtles, as you know, the, 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 the turtles that you did, you know, I, I think pe- people kind of refer to them as, you know, the original Mirage, but having a lot of that um, Peter Laird influence on them. Mm-hmm. To, to me, a big thing, too, is, you know, hopefully maybe at some point getting some of the quote unquote Kevin Eastman style um, ones, too, because I think that was a lot of people's like, you know, default vision of, of the turtles, too, mm-hmm. because his, it's a, he has a very dynamic style with them, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, definitely. It would be great to incorporate both. And, you know, I did work with both of them. We were doing that at one point. We had a signing with both of them at one of mm-hmm. the times, And it was like the first time they had been together in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and then we had a separate event with uh, with Peter um, in New York, which was really cool because, you know, I grew up with those with those comics and read them in the in the mid 80s in my teen, like formative years. And then like, you know, I'll flash forward 20 years later that to, to be like standing next to him and you know, he was almost like a, a father figure. And in some ways he reminded me of my actual dad. So it was like bizarre yeah. I'm sitting there with the Peter Laird and he kind of looked like my dad and sort of seemed even had mannerisms like my dad. And we had, you know, yeah. all these turtles figures we made. It was just one of those, you know, bizarre, surreal moments in this, in this career. But that's um, awesome. Well, yeah, I do want to get back to it. I know Trevor does too. Um, and I don't want it to just be like a one a year loot crate kind of deal. I think mm-hmm. we can start to get Mirage back in the retail channels, but it'll probably go through specialty, which is, you know, all the, all the headache of, uh, you know, people complain about with, you know, the mass market guys, this it'll alleviate. Yeah. The yeah well, and, and you say Mirage, but you know, <laughs> Kind of not the exact opposite of Mirage when it comes to comics, but very different from Mirage was was the Archie stuff um, too. And, and I I know there are hordes of people that would probably um, you know step over their own mother to get stuff like the Mutanimals or, or something like that. Is, is that something that's kind of within your guys' scope of stable and whatnot? I don't know how much of that's within the license, but I know it's definitely within Trevor's scope because he's talking yeah. about it a whole lot. And I think those of you who are like really know or watch what we do, like we had. Ken uh, Mitch Rooney do uh, the artwork for our carry case mm-hmm, years mm-hmm. ago. And he, he did tons of the Archie books. Um, so yeah, that's definitely on Trevor's radar. Um, I'm more of a Mirage guy. Cause that's what yeah. I started with and certainly liked the edgier, grittier stuff. Um, but as long as Archie's within our license, I think that would 
be fun. I think the more diverse we can get the line in specialty, the better. And also it gives different versions of the turtles too, which is an important thing because, yeah, you know, I'm certainly about doing the secondary and tertiary characters. It's cool to have different takes on the turtles to have on your shelf where you have movie turtle and cartoon Fred Wolf turtle and, and then uh, Peter Art. turtle, Kevin turtle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, 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 fantastic. I'm glad to hear that because, you know, I still, I still, the, the, those original comic figures hold a very central place in my, my overall um, collection for sure. So um, we've talked about turtles a lot. So I kind of wanted to end them with, is, is there anything as far as, you know, going into 2021 or, or overall that, you know, we, we haven't talked about or is like central to what you guys are doing that you would like to, you know, you know, talk about or, or, or say before we kind of move on to the next thing? Um, no, honestly, I think we, we covered it all. I think really just the, uh, you know, just be patient, like in terms of, um, don't buy from scalpers. You know, we're doing our best to get more stuff out there. We will continue to make more. We will do pre-orders where possible. You know, I think Target's proved they've they've done better in, in terms of carrying more and putting more online that each release is a little easier to obtain and the frustration levels should be diminishing. So mm-hmm. you can start to hate on me or yell at me about something else. Like, <laughs> But I think the turtle stuff will continue to get better and improve and, um, you know, and again, thank, thanks to the fans that supported it. We're where we are now. We're, you know, again, by the end of the year, we'll be over 40 figures. And that, that uh, visual guide I was teasing about, yeah. I think we're, we're um, well over 60 on that guide, not, not counting uh, the expanded universe, like um, comic and video game type of stuff. We're talking yeah. just like, Wow. So, it's, well, it's, and, and I was going to say that if I would have thought that my cartoon collection would look the way that it does right now at this time last year, I can't even begin to imagine, you know, what a year from now <laughs> it's going to it's going to be like. <laughs> really, I mean, just to see how it's even in our studio, how many of them are there or when I send Trevor something new or we get a new sample from the factory and they send it to me in Jersey and him in Burbank and he'll send me a, like a picture from his workstation. Mm-hmm. Um his home in California and like you see them all lined up and some of the new test shots and first shots and um, also the, the actual um, real sense of scale, which is super important because that was never paid attention to before. And very often or more often than not, the other characters were smaller than the turtles, bigger than the turtles, but all of our stuff is done at true scale. And it's so cool to see, uh, you know, that it all matches up. If you pull up like the Fred Wolf height chart mm-hmm. uh, model sheets from the cartoon and start to compare and it's like, okay, you know, these guys did their homework. Well, I, I saw one of those on, on Twitter not too long ago of like, you know, the turtles being central and some of the other characters. And it's like, I even had a, man, I, I didn't even realize that when talking like between some of the kids, you know, the, the frogs crouch down a lot shorter than the turtles even. It's like, yeah. I always just assumed they were bigger, but they, they weren't. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and then Metalhead obviously should be bigger, but like mm-hmm. the old boy, he's like smaller than a, than a turtle. Yeah. Boys, like I love the 2012 uh, cartoon series. That's that's one of my favorite uh, iterations of them. And like I bought some of those figures and enjoyed some of those, like with my daughter who used to watch that show. And like Metalhead, even there was like tiny. It's like, why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah. All right. Well, well, cool. Okay. Okay. 
Um, you, you've been very generous uh, with, with your time, but I, I do have a couple of other, because you guys have a lot of lines, a couple of other things that um, I, I wanted to kind of segue into. And, you know, Turtles is a big deal to me, um, but, but, but another line that's a huge deal to me that you guys do is, is Gremlins. And I have to stop myself sometimes to remember that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you guys have been putting out Gremlins figures now for the better part of two decades, which is pretty damned amazing in terms of some of your longest running stuff at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there might have been a, like, a There's few- There's a, a gap in there, yeah. Yeah, but for the most part, yeah, on and off for uh, about thir- 17 years, about mm-hmm. 2003 is when it sort of began and to see it where it is, I still have my originals. <laughs> yeah, it's come a long way for sure, and I, yeah. I love what we've been, uh, what we've been doing with all the eighty uh, fours for the last couple of years, um, and and it is one of those things that I think is uh, is really cool that what we've done there in terms of uh, the flasher and stripe and the the gamer and the different uses and reuses uh, have now given us time to. Uh, uh, you know, and, and budget to tool up a bunch of new G2 mm-hmm. stuff. So um, those that either feel like, oh, it's the same gremlin over and over, like, well, let's be honest, first of all, in the first movie, it was. But, yeah. They were all the same with the exception of Stripe. Well, and, and I've got to be honest with you because I wanted to ask you how how you guys like found or decided to do those, those G1 gremlins based off of the ad stuff because um, I just recently got in, in, in my hands, you know, uh, a, a copy of the, the back to school gremlin and <laughs> damned adorable thing that maybe you guys have ever, ever done. But I mean, you put him on a shelf with what you did with all of the amazing, you know, cloth and whatnot next to another gremlin. It's like, they're not looking anything alike except for the, the way that they should. So, I mean, you guys have done a lot in terms of diversity for that yeah. G1. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the movie stuff like Stripe and a regular Gremlin are sort of the no-brainers and mm-hmm. you know, going to happen. But um, the gamer presented itself when we were doing a bunch of stuff with GameStop and they wanted yeah. exclusive. And I, I was at a manager's conference or one of the things that, you know, they used to hold when we could all actually be in a building together. Yeah. I asked them about doing something like that and having like the tabletop arcade game and, um, you know, things like that. And that's kind of how that one happened. Just, you know a fun different exclusive that was a little bit gamer centric and would work for that customer. And then the ads actually, so I was uh, 11 when, when the movie came out, but I do have some recollection of those ads and hadn't thought about them for years. You know, they kind of were in the back of my head somewhere. And then uh, last year when it was the 35th anniversary of the original film, there was like a retrospective article um, where the, uh, the original um, artists from the posters and the newspaper ad campaign were mentioned. Um, and someone had talked about going into the Warner archives and like finding behind the scenes stuff and Spielberg with Dante and different puppeteers working the gremlin. And it led me to look up uh, the original artwork and I came across those newspaper ads and there's more than what we've done, like mm-hmm. copper tone ad with, with uh gizmo and the little dog pulling the bathing yeah, suit yeah yeah really lend themselves to to figures per se but uh the olympic one was the first one i was drawn to because again we were supposed to have olympics this year so yeah it just, perfect synergy and let's do that um and then back to school i mean 
again. He's the only one going back to school right now, but it's perfect. <laughs> you know what? I'm two for two. I think I should just. <laughs> but at the time, I thought this will be great at Target when everyone's going for back to school supplies and their new book bags and their yeah. Uh, binders and all that we have this guy out there and uh he is awesome like um going that extra mile and having the lunchbox open and the the glove and the baseball and i love um, the amblin uh logo that you threw in on the yeah. side of the lunchbox that, that, that's a good touch <laughs> yeah it's all that stuff is just you know fun and like a love letter to those films and and uh designing the packaging even was a blast like putting all the little easter eggs on the mm-hmm. the chalk like yeah, the, little, uh, the song lyrics and like Billy and Kate and all that kind of stuff. Like, I had a blast doing that because we get to just be creative. And I love that movie and and those characters. So it was, it was fun. And it's it's again one of those things where like no one saw that coming. And a lot yeah. of maybe don't know the ads, but now have looked them up or or when sites like your own write about it or do the review you you put the newspaper ad in it or, or mention it so people know the history and get informed about it which i think is is cool because uh, we don't even get a lot of original art for movies or posters like to think that movie posters now are basically photoshopped floating heads mostly, floating heads yeah which is like terrible bring, bring back more drew struzan please <laughs> movie posters. there's no way you're getting original art for like, yeah is who's reading a newspaper anymore right yeah. but like you can get unique print ads um that was awesome and as a kid i would look in the i would look in the paper to see when movies were playing because that's what we did there wasn't you know movie phone or any of this stuff or yeah bingo or stubs or whatever you use like we'd open the paper and look at our town and uh county and see what was playing where and like you know i, I read the paper i used to read the critic reviews all that kind of stuff as a kid yeah. I was dork so um it's fun to do that stuff and and to really surprise people we always try to think outside the box and bring something fresh to it and uh you know i think that's what those that ad campaign stuff's cool i'd love to get in touch with the artist and see if he's aware of them and and send him some of them because you know and of course for christmas now we have santa stripe coming with the little gizmo which is really cool as well yeah i i i like i like the the, the inclusion of that that gizmo that's you know he, he can hold him you know more more the santa present sack and stuff uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah. well that's that's great and and, and really you, you talked about the flasher i mean you got the flasher but but really that came with stuff to make two other mm-hmm. character gremlins so you guys have done a really good job with this g1 um getting the the, the real characters out there and and, and so it, to me it leaves like you know the 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 ski mask gremlin and and the the break dancing one which you know was was something that tried to get out through through one avenue do you do you see those as as, as viable do you think like accessory pack type of thing would would, would work to be able to dress up because i mean i've got a lot of those gremlins at this point and i'm always looking for ways to to change them up and make them a little bit different that's exactly what we're thinking because we want to leave all of our retail um release slots open for the new tooling and the new stuff mm-hmm. from from g2 yeah um, so an accessory pack is something we've wanted to do for a long time. We've shown the, the egg or the cocoon, mm-hmm. uh, for a long time. So we're, we're kind of compiling, um, a bunch of great 84 stuff like the cocoon, um, the outfits for the dancer, like the off the shoulder flash yeah. sweatshirt, the leg, leg warmers, yeah. um, the ski mask, yeah. 
more than likely we will not be able to use the the gun because of uh you know legal and licensing reasons um but certainly people have enough guns from a- make it a walkie-talkie like they did in easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the flash dancer clothes the cocoon and some other surprises so cool yeah we don't want to just uh you know uh, do like another 84 like dancing gremlin or this and that yeah uh, it's not going to be that there's going to be accessory set there'll be a bunch of stuff you can add to your um existing figures and you know we we uh, revealed greta recently and that's sort of like the big um, yeah that 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 was my that was my next one she's she's finally finally here it's it's and she's is she kicking off what what is now going to be more of a focus of, of back to g2 uh, for G, definitely more of a focus on G2 next year. And she's the first, uh, first, first one. And she'll ship out of China by the end of December. So she'll mm. be on shelf in the new year. So probably late January would be my best guess at this point. Um, you know, and honestly, it probably would have been sooner had we had someone in China who could have finessed the hair. Uh, yeah. Right? That was honestly the, the biggest hurdle there is getting that synthetic hair to lay right and look right on the figure and doing it remotely uh from across the you know the globe um Mm -hmm. going back and forth on that you know doing a wig or rooted or this or that and how it lays and actually how it's packaged when it ships because in transit if it's not secured or or done correctly like with a band or something like you see on some of the the hot toys and stuff like that the hair would be all over the place and then it would look like a hot mess on the shelf (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay long hair we've all had our bad hair days and hat hair days and stuff like that so we want Greta to look her best so 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 the, she I you know she's the perfect way I think to, to kick it off but you know you guys have shown that you've you've developed that new um g2 body is, is that to um focus on you know some some of the g2 gremlins that you haven't done or are you like given consideration to going back to you know, with, with this updated articulation or, or, or sculpt or whatnot to some of the stuff that you have done, a combination of, of, of the two? A combination of two. I want to get uh, new stuff out there first. So it's mm-hmm. not, oh, here comes Lenny again, or here comes right. Gavin. Because we did, those are all really good. And I think hold yeah. up early and stuff. But I want Greta out first because everyone's been waiting for years. And she's certainly like the best one we hadn't done from G2. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are talking about and developing possibly doing an ultimate brain to bring him back cool. um, with all the added articulation and improved sculpting and then a bunch of accessories and stuff. But before we even do him, I want to get more new stuff out there, even if it's background guys like the tattoo guy or the biker or the demolition crew with the hard hats and the yeah. plunger dynamite, like, um, you know, just just fun, wacky stuff like they have that movie. So outlandish and all that uh sort of like acme looney tunes type of mm-hmm. humor yeah uh, and we've started working on a whole bunch of stuff in that line um, well i'm i'm gonna keep my fingers crossed because i know it's it's different tooling different body and whatnot but for some reason that veggie salad bar gremlin was one that always stuck out <laughs> for me but he's he's a lot different than than you know just the regular ones but i think the way the line is and the people that have stuck with it and have bought all these 84 ones like you guys are going to be rewarded by a bunch of new uh, G2 stuff. And, you know, we've worked real closely with uh, probably one of, if not the biggest Gremlins fan I know, the TJ. Mm-hmm. And he's been at a, at a toy fair with us the last couple of years. He's like, for those who don't know, su- super uh, passionate fan that, uh, 
loves gremlins you know he, more. he made dory's didn't he? he made dory's tavern for yeah. us here in the previous year he had done the movie theater mm-hmm. and we were planning something insane for uh for this toy fair which unfortunately you know is no longer happening but yeah find another use for it and for tj's hard work because uh you know they've become like extended family and again it's it's you know a, a fan that we connected with who was collecting our toys and had so much passion and love for them that he was customizing and making sets and doing all this great stuff um you know and we've had him as part of our toy fair for the last two years so we're going to definitely miss that this year but hopefully before too long maybe it'll be san diego or new york next year whatever it ends up being um you know we can bring you uh, a whole bunch of cool g2 stuff in an amazing environment that that tj will provide for everyone cool 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 well the the, the last gremlin I, I question i want to ask is is that i don't know if you guys have been thinking about this or if it's something that you you think would be a consideration because i'm sure this is a movie that doesn't come with like rights or whatnot but but have you guys ever given any thoughts to like any of the human characters via like your cloth line or something like that too because you know somebody like billy wouldn't be an exact scale but it would still be kind of cool to 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 maybe have billy join the the uh, group or is that talked about it and i have met zach and zach actually has shared our stuff on social and i know Mm -hmm. he's aware of what we do and he shared dories in february which was cool and amblin did as well so all that stuff is like super awesome when you see either the actors or you know amblin like spielberg's own company like talking about our toys is is pretty uh you know pretty awesome yeah um but I think uh, it's a tougher sell, but I, I'm not saying no, like it's it's possible. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly the line has grown and it would be really fun to get in there. I have met Phoebe before. Um, she didn't really seem interested in doing anything like it. So I think Billy would be the only one that might that might get on board. Yeah. I guess we, have, we have met and spoke and I know he's aware, so it could happen. Um, may, maybe some kind of special set or anniversary thing in the future. <clears throat> not something that uh will happen next year i think everyone's waited long enough for g2 we want yeah. to really be the new batch mm-hmm. um but in the future it certainly it certainly could you know be a possibility oh okay awesome well I- i'm glad to hear that it's you know picking it- it's picked up the steam and and next year should should be a lot of fun because i mean let's face it g2 the, the second movie was extremely diverse in terms of the the character gremlins and whatnot so i'm I'm really looking forward to, to, to that for sure. But uh, another one of your movie lines that was big for me this year because um, I, I'm a, such a huge fan of the original is the 40th anniversary um, of Alien um, that, that you guys did with um, something that I, I've got to be honest with you. I had pretty much resigned myself to the fact that we were never going to be able to complete the entire Nostromo crew. And um, with, with the next uh, wave, which I think is the Walmart um, wave, ash and and a proper likeness cane are, are finally coming how 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 is that line um done and been received uh for you guys and, and what are your thoughts now that we're we're almost through the, the the at least the 40th anniversary part of it right um yeah it's honestly it's been better than anticipated um mm-hmm. it was uh, i felt very much like you for years and years we wanted to do those characters and likeness rights weren't um attainable um or we couldn't get to the right people or at the time they just weren't interested in doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to be able to kind of in one year, um, and it was probably several years of work, but to be able yeah. to have Moffat Cotto and, and uh, Harry Dean and, and uh, Ian Holm, uh, you know, um, and unfortunately um, untimely passing uh, yeah. 
and also uh, John Hurt. Like we were getting close on John Hurt, and then he got sick with uh, cancer a while back, and we we stopped because it didn't want to seem like your first right. Right time, and then you don't want to come out with a figure right after. Right something. after. It just it seems gratuitous and in poor taste. So you have to wait a certain amount of time to even approach the the estate and have that conversation. You know, so a lot of factors come into play. But luckily, uh, you know, patience paid off and we were able to build that, that out. And the line has done really well. Um, I think we may extend it. We're actually um, thinking about a bonus fourth series at this point is in discussions and we've been. Mm sampling some stuff um you know as you know some of it's some of it's been uh repacks but with new accessories and with the facial printing deco so um bringing back something like lambert makes sense uh so the line may continue you may get a a bonus fourth wave it's it's in the it's in the discussion and sampling stage at this point so if we're happy and find a right spot in the schedule there might be uh three more so wow that, that that's awesome because you know <laughs> I, I think i'm like a lot of collectors it's like once you see what's coming then then the next step is to get greedy because um you know getting you, you mentioned lambert but but kane and ash mm-hmm. too um everybody in their jumpsuits kind of matching together i mean that that, that would be a pretty huge that would be awesome to do the regular crew suits it would be a bunch of new sculpting and tooling yeah as the things continue the way they are i could i could see some of that you know happening and that movie is certainly you know doesn't get much better um and i I think another big part of what's made it super cool is how we package them in that uh blue and red Mm -hmm. nod back to the old uh 18 inch kenner alien yep um it's really eye-catching and it's you know uniquely late 70s but it, it really works and it makes those figures pop on the shelf um and when you line it all up and see the collection it's it's cool that you know some 40 years later we got the whole nostromo crew and yeah format similar to what kenner started you know uh at this point 41 years ago absolutely so is is that last well, well we won't say the last because hopefully it's not but is that third series is that tracking still to hit by the end of the year or is yeah, that going to be more early no, it should hit maybe end of November. It should okay. it definitely hit before the end of the year, end of November or December. Um, we're in the final packaging stage at this point, um, mm-hmm. and we've tweaked all the files that are necessary for the digital printing of the faces. Um, there's a bit of back and forth that goes on there in terms of getting all that deco right for the printing. Um, but we're in, we're in a good spot there, and for people who are um, – concerned they won't be able to find them at walmart or uh don't want to risk you know going to the stores all the time and stuff like that i can assure you that we will make them available through the uh through the shopify system on the NECA store um awesome but i i think the only caveat there and i'll, I'll say this up front is that you have to buy like the set of three the set mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're not going to sell them piece by piece but you can get the set of three in like a bundle price and just get them all and not have to worry about it so uh you'll have two options there if you go to walmart and cherry pick the ones you want or if you just want to get all three in one shot we'll, we're going to make sure that's uh possible because we want people to complete the collections and, and you know it's the first time we ever did ash and now it's yeah. uh, john hurt's likeness so they're important pieces of the collection 
That, 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 that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it's been successful. And, and, and I hope, I hope, I hope to see it continue because like I said, yeah, the, the next step is to, to, to get greedy, to put it all together, but that's, it, it's exciting to, to have the whole crew. Um, that that's for sure. Um, all right. Well then the last movie that I wanted to ask you about, and just briefly, because it's, it's just now getting started is, is that back to the future is just now kicking off as far as being released for you guys. And, and kind of like the Nostromo crew, I kind of took that property as being one is that we're never really going to get proper action figures um, of this. So is, is there like some, some backstory or, or, or whatever that, that, that you have that, that just made all this come together? Um, and like most things, uh, perseverance, mm-hmm. uh, hard work, uh, money, <laughs> and a little, <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously the, the, the talent is a huge part of it. They, they, you know, they, um, they are not part of the licensing package as right. it would happen. So you have to, you have to get out to that talent individually and then make separate deals with each one of them to use their likeness. Um, so that takes time and, uh, um, they have to be willing to do it and it has to make sense for them for a lot of reasons, not just financially. Right. Uh, and fortunately we, we tried and, and tried and tried again. And in some cases tried even harder um, to get them, uh, you know, on board. And uh, we were lucky enough to make it happen. We started working on this last year, knowing that the 35th anniversary was coming. Um, mm-hmm. We were working closely with universal studios. Who's the, uh, licensor for Back to the Future <clears throat> on a bunch of other uh, projects that we are doing uh, that you'll know more about next year. Um, but uh, we love the movie and it's right in our, you know, wheelhouse and right from the middle of the 80s. You know, yeah. It doesn't get much better and it's it's a huge missing um, thing in a lot of people's collections. <clears throat> so fortunately, we were able to uh, you know, to, to secure all those licenses uh, for likeness and um, started sculpting last fall. Um, you know, we were afraid of not meeting our dates just with what happened this year with COVID and the slowdown, but fortunately everything is out. And initially we only thought we were going to have two figures out for launch, but we have, as luck would have it, we have four figures out for launch. Yeah. <clears throat> we have uh, Tales from Space Marty right now at Target exclusively, uh, you know, they have a, a window of exclusivity there and then that will go wider, I think at the end of the year. And then we okay. have, and, uh, um, uh, back to the future Two Marty and, uh, the, the classic 85 Marty out there, um, along with what we did from the cartoon and, uh, you know, some, some examples of the DeLorean and, uh, radio control and die cast and a whole bunch of, uh, you know, so it's going to be pretty robust as we we move along, I would imagine. It is, yeah. yeah. And uh, without giving anything away, because we're we're close to it. Next week is uh, Back to the Future Day, right, mm-hmm. October first. So uh, we will hopefully have some some new stuff to you know, at least one new thing to reveal um, in honor of that, as along with sharing a bunch of uh, gallery pictures that we've taken of the figures and sharing a bunch of the fan pictures. Because one of the things that has really been awesome is seeing. Uh, all the fan photography and Instagram stuff uh, that the fun that people are having with these figures already. I know that I've already seen Marty interacting with the turtles in some great ways, man. (laughs) Send me some of those. We even sending them to each other in the studio and like Stefan DMS me them on Instagram all the time. We've been sending Mm -hmm. them to who's our social media guy uh, to sort of round up and put together um, 
a gallery for Back to the Future Day because that stuff is awesome and just seeing uh, how much fun people are having with them and, and uh, the engineering on Tales from Space with the hood and how it opens the flaps and all that. Like, yeah, it's they're just great toys from a great franchise. And we're really lucky to be the ones to finally, you know, deliver it. Because like you said, everyone's wanted it forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just uh, real fortunate. We all, you know, are big fans. So it's super cool and get to <clears throat> work with guys like Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd and uh, and Tom Wilson. The, um, uh, Biff has been awesome too. The guy, yeah. we got one of the nicest notes from him when we, we first did our um, Biff sculpt and sent it his way. So it's, well, it's real cool. That's awesome. Well, my, my pre-orders haven't, haven't shipped yet, but um, that hoverboard means a lot to me because I thought for sure by the time I am the age that I am now that I would have actually had a real hoverboard, but um, you know, th- this one's going to do, do for now. <laughs> Remember they made those a couple of years ago and they all went for like thousands of dollars. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. Well, then I have one last question um, for you just because it's something that hit me big um, back in Toy Fair, but we haven't really uh, seen anything about it. So I kind of wanted to end with, with asking you is that you guys showed off um, some pretty awesome uh, defenders of the earth uh, figure prototypes back, back at Toy Fair. And it, it, we, we haven't heard a lot on them since then, but is, is, is there, is there an update that, that you have as far as how, how those are working out right now? Yep, I'm glad you asked. And I think as you, we might've mentioned it back there. I know that the Foosh, I don't know if it was your article, someone on the Foosh had done an editorial about like lines that need to come back, mm-hmm. you know, like that we want to see rebooted or happen about maybe a year and a half, two years ago. And, you know, we were doing it and, and working uh-huh. at that time. We were like, hey, who's, you know, who's the mole? Who's the spy? Here? <laughs> uh, but yes, so um, we originally planned to have them out in the summer around San Diego. I would mm-hmm. say, unfortunately, the delay is casualty of COVID and they just were not the gotcha. same priority of something like Back to the Future with the anniversary, 35th, Alien with the anniversary, Turtles ongoing and exploding. So we yeah. just had to take a back seat, but they are tooled. We are cool. in the stage now of doing the blister layouts and the packaging. Um, and we hope to ship three of them by the end of the year. And the first three will be Ming the Merciless, Flash Gordon, and Phantom. Awesome. And awesome. we're on uh, packaging that uh, as long as, you know, legally everything clears approvals and stuff like that will be a very cool direct homage to the old uh, Galoob line where, um, you know, the toys came from in, in 85 when that cartoon was running. So, yeah, we are working on them. You'll see more soon we showed all five at the show and we have some more stuff even beyond what we had at, at really Twitter. oh cool so we'll start with those three um i would think february on shelf yeah those, all right those first three and we'll show you more towards the end of the year um but i, I definitely think that's within reach and they are happening and uh, hopefully there's enough you know loyal fans like yourself that remember that cartoon in that line i mean i grew up with the uh filmation Mm-hmm. Uh, Flash Gordon cartoon, Flash Gordon. yeah, and, uh, and of course the the movie as well. So I mean, there's a sweet spot there, and uh, it's it's fun to be doing this. And I hope uh, people check them out because these were the original superheroes. You know, they yeah, pre- the pulp guys. Mm-hmm. They predate everything else. So if nothing else, it's a, a bit of an education, and it's just they're cool superhero toys. So 
Well, I, I hope that they take off and they're successful because I think there's there's a lot that you could do um, with it for sure. So so that's exciting. Okay, well, um, Randy, you have been more than generous uh, with your time uh, tonight because I know tomorrow is yet another work day, um, as it were. But thank you so much um, for for joining us to have this conversation. It's it's been great, and and hopefully, you know, especially if things continue kind of in in the way that they are right now, we'll we'll get a chance to come back and do this uh, again before too long when when there's more or updates and stuff to, to talk about. I sure hope so, man. Thanks for having me on and, and for uh, all the great photo galleries you guys do and all the, you know, spreading all the good news and stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I check the site every day. So you guys are part of my daily routine. So thanks for having me on. Well, we, it's our pleasure and we appreciate it. And we're just glad that we can uh, do stuff like that. So um, we're, we're having a lot of fun with it. So can't wait to, can't wait to see what's next. So again, thank you very much. And uh, we'll, we'll be chatting again soon. Okay. Look forward to it. All Take right. Care. Take care. Thank you.